0: Open your eyes. This is America, the greatest nation on Earth, where rats have it better than Italian children. If we are to build an empire of hope, we must first conquer New York.
1: Our New York is being threatened by a wave of brown skin filth.
2: They just keep coming. We ought to ship them all back to show America we are all people of dignity. I want to
0: build an orphanage. Be careful. This place will lead you alive.
1: Even the Pope cannot protect you from what may come. That a gesto small
2: gesture of change
0: Welcome to the Unashamed Podcast with Phil Robertson, uh, your host, Al Robertson, along with Jace and Phil. Uh, Some redneck wisdom from down here on the river. Uh, We're loving that you guys are joining us. Uh, Today we're going to be, we're going to talk about Genesis 1, although it takes us a little while to get there. We'd have to talk about some of Jace's uh, reasons why he married Missy, uh, which I think you'll find interesting Um, you know, there's even a comparison between Jesus and Tiger Woods. So, I mean, this is really going to be interesting, uh, as well as of course, how God created the planet, why we believe that. So sit back and get ready. It's going to be good.
1: I am unashamed. What about you?
0: So Jace, uh, have you been doing anything? You been anywhere yeah, interesting uh, or done anything I'm, interesting here lately?
2: I'm in between events. I guess I got actually I have one tomorrow that I'm going. I'm not sure where I'm going. But uh so I've you know, I hadn't been doing a whole lot. I did take Mia fishing and you know, the thing with me, I was just I have that hunting fishing in in my veins. I mean that that's what excites me. But with all my kids they do it, but they're not as excited as I was, you know, when I was a kid. So I was explaining to her because she said, yeah, I'll go. But, I mean, she said, Dad, don't take this wrong, but fishing's kind of boring. <laughs> and I'm like, look, that's why they call it fishing. I mean, so I was giving her the story because I was trying to play it down. But I'm telling you, women we went out there and I found this place where, and it's actually, you know, someone I know and it's their private pond. I would call it a lake. And I don't want to say who it is because I don't want them to know that I'm down there catching all their crappie. But they gather up (laughs) under under this bridge right before dark. But, you know, sometimes you go down there, it don't happen. But we went down there, and I'm telling you, it was literally as fast as you could put the bait in the water. Boom, 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 boom. I I bet we caught the first 25 in 10 minutes, and she caught most of them because I was trying to get the same type of bait tied on but by the time i got it tied on it you know it's we had 25 how many you want so did did she did she say
1: okay it's not as boring as i thought it well was. that's what she
2: said she <laughs> said well if we could do this every time i might get into this and <laughs> yeah. i was like well i hate to tell you this i've been on the earth almost 50 years and that was top five crappie fishing moments and i'm glad you were part of it and one of these days you're going to think this is way more cool than it actually is right now so she took you remember Jace the bloodline with each generation
1: begins to be watered down somewhat <laughs> and they have words for your particularly your daughter they have like she's part of the what do they call it now Z generation I think X generation I think she's generation Z you got now. the millennial what, what are we going to do after Z do we what, start do you, I don't know but it's going it's stuff. going down it's what <laughs> so you got to factor that in you know the bloodline is weakening with each generation I married
2: well, a sophisticated woman these things happen I mean there's a balance of I, I'm calling sophistication and what are we redneckification
0: Probably so. Well, see, you got to think about it, though. Jace is his setting, Dad. So it, it's sort of – you remember the show Green Acres? You know, the lawyer from New York, and he's got the socialite wife, the one of the Gabors, you know. So they they move out to the country, and so she's wanting to socialite, to be the socialite, and he's trying to be a farmer. You know, that's his goal. That's the basis of a show. Well, that's Jace's life. You know, Missy, you know, convinced Jace to buy this plantation – you know, that was around, what, it was 1700 or something? Oh,
2: yeah. They bought the land at like 1780 or, you know. So now she wants to, she's imagining,
0: you know, these weddings and yeah. fancy social settings. And, and then you got Jason there, you know. <laughs> wanting to hunt and fish Fit, well look here here's what happened hunting. oh treasure
2: hunting i have found more stuff on that plantation i mean i'm into this metal detector now you're talking about good clean fun it's right <laughs> under actual hunting because you're hunting once you get past all the frequencies going off in your head you know it's, it's static I, mean, I went out there i'm digging up old shovels and cans and but i figured out okay there's a lot of stuff under the ground but here's where we had our moment that describes our relationship she had this kind of an open house because we're making it a wedding venue place and so we wanted people to come see hey come have your wedding here but she's remodeling it not changing the history of it but you know doing what she does spending a lot of money basically (laughs) and so I'm out here because look I found their trash pile and I found a Listerine bottle from 1920 because when I googled it It said they quit making these with the cork in like 1925 or whatever. Well, I had one that had a piece of the cork, but here's what got me. Then it had out to the side, 30 bucks. I'm like, that bottle's worth $30. I was like, I got to go back into that hole where I found it. So now I found probably a hundred bottles, but I have a four by six foot hole in front of the house. And so she comes out there got the big party the next day, you know, and I'm literally the only thing sticking out of the digging hole digging up the yard yeah, I, is my head. And look, she looked at me and look, she just busted out bawling. And I was like, "What's wrong?" <laughs> I thought she was happy that I'm finding all this treasure, tears <laughs> of joy. No, <laughs> no. Look at these bottles, honey. She said, "I have these people coming over." I was like, "Maybe I can put the dirt back in the hole." See, she views
0: Jay's. He's like a dog that digs out of digs out the flower bed right before the company shows up. That's, that's the why right. she's viewing Jay. She that's don't
2: realize she... what I have to go through being married to her. I mean, look. The last time we were at the airport, I mean, this is a week I, ago. I just observed from afar and I said,
1: "Yeah, that's no. old Jay's there." No, watch. So, look, a Good week luck. ago, we're,
2: we're at the airport. You know, and we're in the you know the line where you get special. You you. It's the fast track, whatever yeah. they call that. TSA. Yeah. And so we come up there. Well, we walk up there together to show our like He said, sir, wait your turn. And I'm looking around like, is he talking to me? And she said, that's my husband. He went, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like... <laughs> What, what just happened? They just summed up the whole thing right there. Yeah. He thought you were just some. He thought I'm guy. like, what are you doing with a woman like this? Give her some space. Remember, Jason, You've,
1: you've <laughs> been been uh, extricated and, and 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 shown the door at Trump Hotel That's because right. they thought it was. A and look
2: guy. what happened. We got to be good friends. That's over right. That That's whole right. encounter. And I I thought I handled that, you know, pretty decent because I thought here's my deal. Everybody's talking about, oh, Trump wants to build a wall. And, you know, my first experience with the Trump organization was at that hotel. There and I realized, yeah, they put safety at a high regard, which they should, because the first thing they did when I walked in was escort me out. Facial <laughs> profiling.
0: <laughs> so, so just so the audience, you may not have heard the story. This but a few years ago. We were at the Trump. And staying there, which we we always liked, staying at the Trump way before Trump was president, just because they have they have bone. Yeah, this is before that yeah, happened. Yeah, this before that happened. So this is bone in ribeyes. That's why Dad likes it. It's oh, it's a li-
1: living large. Yeah. No, it's a nice place, it's, oh, especially if somebody really... else is paying for it. That's
0: right. So we were all heading over to do a show. Uh, <laughs> no, on...
2: we were going to a musical. That's what no, no. Went. This was in the morning. We this oh, was, was in it? the morning, and I we were going to do
0: because because here is how I know why. It was the Michael and kelly or whatever you know shop. yeah 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 because yeah. you told the story so so jace they he comes downstairs with the at the uh lobby of the trump there's no bathroom so
2: you well, have to go back upstairs yeah, i didn't
0: want to go back upstairs so, so they said sir if you'll just go next door to the restaurant you know it's not open but the, you know there's a restroom so jace goes over to the restaurant it's not open it's right next door well he walks in there and they're eyeing him up and so they just show him the door literally
2: well the guy grabbed my arm i said uh where's the restroom and uh he said oh right this way but he grabbed my elbow and i thought that's weird you know you know new york you never know well i didn't know i'm like why are you making physical contact with me leading me it just seemed weird well then he was literally taking me outside and you know what i thought i thought well these trumps they got some kind of bathroom outside the building." because i'm looking around like you're looking at central where, park is what you're looking where, at yeah and then he pointed to central park right. and said have a good day sir and i'm like well what and by the time i turned around to say what just happened here oh he's already back in so you so come around come i had back to circle in. around because i didn't want him calling the law and missy's like i thought you had to go to the bathroom that's the first thing she said i was like i Dude, <laughs> I just got escorted out of here for being
0: a threat to you. So you tell us that, and we're all laughing because it's like, well, of course, you know. A, so then Jace brings it up on the show they were we were doing, y'all were doing. I it's did. on
1: national TV, right?
2: Well, I just thought it was funny. I mean, I was, I didn't really wasn't trying to make a political statement about it. I just thought it was a weird thing that happened, and it was funny. I, I thought it was funny because I realized with the way I look.
1: We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson-Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at prestonwood.org slash chosen.
2: It's like when I go through the airport, if people know me, they're like, hey, that's that guy from Nut Dynasty. If they don't, they're like... uh, Clutching their children in their presence. Why are they calling the police?
1: I did notice that the Trump personnel, all the way to the top, including Mr. Donald J. Trump, I I did notice that they got into damage control in a hurry.
2: (laughs) You know, I was impressed with them. Number one, I don't know how they found my number. They called me. They were like, we're sorry for that. You know, it was a minor inconvenience. But I kept saying, well, don't fire the guy. I mean, he did his job. If you did not know who I was, I want you escorting me out. If you think I'm a danger or a threat or a vagrant. And so... We actually got to be good friends well, over that because then they said the next time you come, why don't you you play golf? Why don't you come to one of our places and it'll be on us? So I took them up on that. <laughs> Wound up meeting with the two sons, Eric and, 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 and Donald Trump Jr. And really, we had a lot in common when it came to you know our charity lives. We're dealing with kids with cleft mm-hmm. lip and palate, and yep. then they're hunters. And so I'm like, hey, come duck hunting with me, and that's how we got to be friends way before the Trumps were running. But for But you know what's interesting, office. Jace,
0: is the story <clears throat> about that when it happened, because you know we were the show was hot, so anything that happens to us in the and on national level, so for you know a few hours, it was a story. But the story was, look at that, look at how duck dies. This kind of where they view everybody look at how they handle a situation. Because you handle it gracefully. It's like, you know I'm not holding against Which I
2: really didn't think about. No, but I'm saying
0: the story became that versus, and they had two or three other instances because you can find it every day where someone is offended. Yeah, I think Oprah 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 got offended
2: because she was in some foreign country and she went into a really expensive shop and she said, I want to look at that purse. And it was like, you know, $100,000. And the woman behind the, it wasn't that much. It was a lot. And she's like, I don't think you can afford that. Well, she got offended. Because she she took it as a racist. Well, because she's like, I'm black right. and you, but you don't know, think you I, know I have
0: money. Was, once they interviewed that woman, you know what it was, it was funny? Because she's like, I'm not a racist. You know, she was like some Scandinavian. Yeah. Coach. She said, I would said it because she was overweight. And most of the time in our culture, people who are overweight don't have any money. So (laughs) it it wasn't that she was black, it's because she was fat, is what the woman basically said. Oh, that just made it worse. She should have just
2: said no comment.
0: (laughs) exactly right. Sometimes it's better not to comment. But anyway, so that's, you know, that's exactly what happens, you know, over time. So anyway, I don't know where
2: we're going with that. But well, the bottom line was it's a pretty strong evidence that there is a God when you look at my wife and realize I pulled that off. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> you did do because that. the only thing we have in common is our faith in jesus that's it <laughs> and, but i learned something that's enough that's enough and i tell people that i was like you don't think there's a god look at what i'm married to that's right sometimes it works uh where well, we've been
0: talking about uh last time we talked about the um the bible itself and so we kind of want to dive in today uh at the beginning i don't know a better place to start than in the hey. beginning uh, in Genesis. So uh, part of the, you know, the, the, you said it, dad, The the most incredible statement probably in the entire, and there's a lot of great statements, but the very first one is, is it's, it's
2: a grabber. When you think about really the three questions of life, you think, how did I get here? Yep. What am I supposed to be doing here? And how am I leaving? Those three questions stop everybody in their tracks whether they're a believer or not. How did you get here? You got to come up with some philosophy. What are you supposed to be doing here? What, what, what am I going to do? That's right. And how am I leaving is a little more tricky because people are like, what do you mean? Well, you're either leaving in a box, riding, or there's, there's some consequences or some rewards, life after death. So, I mean, really, the first verse of Genesis, if you believe that's true in the beginning God created then you 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 know it it sets the foundation for right. what you're going to read
0: well and you're right the one common thing that all humanity has always had is that we're here somehow we got here yep somehow everything we see around us got here and then there's all these theories about how that happened you know what's interesting is we we talked before about about atheism which is you know basically i don't believe any of this it was random chance we're here survival of the
2: fittest darwin well, theory yeah it's all theories <laughs> which all you're not going to prove conclusively either side because hebrews eleven six is really clear without faith if you're put your faith and trust in god so mm-hmm. you believe the bible's real but the verse says hebrews 11 6 without faith it is impossible to please god faith being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Right. So because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who seek him. That's what that verse says. So, you, you know, if somebody's whispering in your ear, which, but you know, if they say God whispered in my ear, which would be miraculous, it kind of goes against what he says is in his Bible that he wants you to come to him through faith. Right. Now, why? Maybe he wants you to search you know you have the creation itself which we believe Romans 1 among others that it leads you to a creator
1: my my view is is this <clears throat> and it takes a little bit of a sure enough contemplating let me put it this way for thousands of years however long it was back to the genesis account creation, the cosmos, getting here. For thousands of years, you have to really listen to this carefully or you'll miss it. We're seated at a table here. There's three of us seated here. For thousands of years, by any count, we were not here. We three, we were not here. We didn't exist. That's right. Think about what a short period of time We've been here. I've been here for 73. You're like, as far as cosmic time is concerned, that's not long. In other words, 120 years ago, all the people of that day, 120 years ago, 1900, you say, how many people were on the earth? How many people were there? Are any of them here now? You say, they're all gone. Were any of the 7.2 billion, which we're a part of, were they on the earth at all in 1900? No, they didn't exist. So we went through a long period of time, we three, and a lot with us. We didn't take up any space, and I'm stressing space, thin air. We didn't exist, Al. We weren't here. So all of a sudden— That's why I recommend when people say happy birthday, I would rather they say happy conception day because when you began to take up space, you were very tiny. One little embryo with a little sperm and for the first time ever, thousands of years have passed. All of a sudden, each one of us our mothers united with our fathers. A little sperm hit an embryo, and you now, for the first time, take up space.
2: And time.
1: And time. Yep. And, and matter. Look, and matter. And look, there's not much there at the end of this. I mean, we are tiny. <laughs>
2: okay, we get the idea. So
1: watch. <laughs> Nine months later, you're alive, and you're taking up more and more space inside your mother. But you're not out yet. You're still, but you are taking up more and more space, and her tummy proves it. All of a sudden, boom, bingo, here we come. Happy birthday. So you come forth. You have no idea where you are, how you got there, right or wrong. You have no idea of sin, of God, of nothing. But you truly are innocent. You 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 truly are fascinating, and and for the first time, you're taking up space. I view that next period of time. You're there, and a lot of them it comes early. Something happens, and you quit taking up space. You're back to where you were when you didn't exist. It happens early sometimes. It happens midway sometimes. Car wreck, heart attack, cancer, some kind of. You say, so this is
2: taking up space. The, your body that's right at some point you return so this is this. the
1: trial period as far as you're taking up space you go through the trial period when you get old enough to know better all of a sudden things like sin comes your way and you begin to look at what everybody dreads physical death the reason they dread it is because they based on their previous experience you didn't exist now you do but you're looking at an end to it. And everybody's very aware. Uh-oh, physical death. Oh my goodness. I'm going to go back to where I was before I started when I had no awareness, right. no space. I was, I'm fixing to go back there. Oh my goodness, I'm fixing to disappear again. However, during this trial period, you come upon what's in front of me, the Bible. And you say, wait a minute. And as you begin to go forth, you say, oh, my goodness. The God of creation, Genesis 1-1, the rest of the story says, I'll fix it. Not you. I, God, will fix it so that you can continue to take up space even after physical death. You live on. I'll fix it so you'll take up space forever. If you believe in me, I'm the life, the way, the truth, the resurrection. Whoever lives and believes in me, even if he dies, yet shall he live. Jesus destroying death and you're saying, oh my goodness, he's put me here so that I can partake in immortality in eternal life if I so choose. But it's my call. So when we read these stories, you say, there's a lot riding on this. What's riding on it is your ability to take up space and have an awareness way better than before you got here. You weren't here. You say, you weren't here. You are here. I will give you eternal life. So you'll continue to take up space forever. You'll be, you'll inherit what I have. And you'll continue to live, but that's so why you,
2: the the question comes. So to me, where that's a stop? strong
1: argument for following what the Bible says <laughs> and the one it's about, no
2: doubt. Yeah, because time, space, and matter had to come together. So how do you explain that? That's you know, right. In the beginning, there's the time. God created the heavens, which is the space, and the earth, which is the matter. I mean, that took care of that. That saved you a lot of time. Or and not if, of if, your doing, not of your doing, and if you don't believe that, what do you come up with? Well, you, you know, every once in a while, just—I mean, I'm, I'm curious of what people are saying and believing because it's constantly changing. You know, first he said it was not a beginning; there was just always this energy, you know, that collided with some sort of gas, and but even now, pretty much everybody says there was a beginning. You know, in in the beginning even the people don't believe in god said so there was a beginning but they have you know string theory combining with the big crunch with you know yeah. that produced the gas and i'm like that trickled down to at some point life and not just our life but all the creatures and you know you read fascinating facts when you're reading all this i mean like you know i read not too long ago that 80 to 90% of the actual living creatures on the earth have yet to even be discovered when you talk about the smallest of life to the biggest of creatures. Here's here's
1: the point. You say you read a text like 2 Thessalonians, end of time, the return of Jesus, like you mentioned earlier in the in the last podcast, here comes Jesus. Here comes the Lord Jesus. He's going to be revealed from heaven. We're waiting on him in blazing fire with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. You're at the trial period. If you're unprepared, this is the way you could be unprepared and you go back to no space again. They, the ones who didn't take God up on his offer to give them eternal life, they will be punished. Listen to the way it reads, with everlasting destruction he didn't say they'll be destroyed that would have covered it he said no you will go back into the same position you were in before you ever started taking up space i'm going to destroy you everlastingly if you don't know me and you don't obey the death burial and resurrection of my son and you look at that text and you say boy we have an opportunity here to live on and on. It's like the Apostle Paul, Al, when he was talking to the Corinthians, he said if there's no resurrection, even the ones who, who were followers of Jesus, even those are lost. I mean, they're gone if there's no resurrection. They have no hope. Your faith's futile if there's no resurrection. You say that living on, that continuum of taking up space is a big thing. It's enough to motivate me to be prepared for the for judgment day, you, you understand what I'm well, saying.
2: What what gets me so much though is our world. People, you know, they're like, I don't believe in God. It's 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 a you know a bunch of fairy tales, and they'll they'll go on. But you look in our society, look, people love the idea of living forever or 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 selling that. You know, I told y'all, I'm not sure if it was the last couple podcasts, but you know, Charmin toilet paper. Just come out with this new, you know, their big new product. And it was basically that, you know, the the woman held it up and said, this Mm -hmm. is new for 2019. It's called Charmin Forever. And it was a wagon wheel looking roll of toilet paper. And I thought, forever? And then she said, it'll last a normal person about a month. Which you know, I started thinking people like Si, he go through that in four days, you know. But <laughs> my point is, they they put that phrase on there, "Charmin forever." You say why? Because the idea of that it is it is encouraging. People are like, well, why would I want to ever go buy? All I got to do is buy this, I'll have it forever
0: and cause, it, let's face it who wants to run out of toilet paper right that's like the greatest yeah. fear you reach over for the roll
2: and it's empty i actually have a problem with that yeah i'm like we don't that's one thing we're not running out of you know i went to, yeah. I, yeah. i've told this story many have times an
0: emergency roll somewhere yeah you, only you i have one in, in my up. truck
2: yeah you know I mean, when you get down to the woods with the leaves which will work but it's just Ooh. not preferred Yep. So I notice everybody that hunts when we have our buckets and we're daylight, everybody's getting their stuff out. You always notice everybody has a Ziploc bag with the toilet paper for emergency purposes. I just, hunt up, I just
1: hunt up leaves myself. But <laughs> if it's preached that Christ is not has been raised, if it's preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? Watch. If there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. I can see how people would look at us and say, why do you keep hollering about this? And you say, if there's no resurrection, if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is you." More than that, we're found to be false witnesses about God. The Apostle Paul said, wait, we're we going around here just lying to people about the resurrection? We've testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him. In fact, if the dead are not raised, watch. If the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You're still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ, they're lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we're to be pitied more than all men. I just put the redneck theology on it by saying i know at one time i didn't take up space now i do i'm seated at this table
2: well and if genesis one is right if he can create man from dust then he can also take the same man that died and bring him back if he's the power the only one that
1: can create matter and destroy it it's God Himself, but and what you I, say, "Here, here we are, Al." Oh, that's that's right. a, but what I'm telling says, you well, is, society
2: it. is not consistent when they'll argue about things in the Bible. You know, just like Tiger Woods just won the Masters. And Look, I'll admit, it was one of the greatest sports comebacks. He had four surgeries. His personal life was a wreck, you know. And I watched it. I was like, this is incredible. This guy, he had not won a major in, what, 15 years or whatever. Yeah, about 10. Yeah. He does. It. Everybody's fired up. And then this announcer makes this statement. He says, well, Tiger Woods, I guess, has immortalized himself. And I thought, wait a minute here immortalized (laughs) immortal as in can't die which i know he meant his memory will go on you know forever because i was like these people like that concept but it got me to thinking here's a guy who could take a metal stick and and put this round object in a hole in the ground in fewer shots and immortality than other people and look you have a guy who we count time by who actually comes back from the dead and they want to kill him. <laughs> it's the total opposite. I mean, I'm like, the guy Jesus was no Tiger Woods. You know, I mean, that said, If he wanted one on one Tiger Woods and, and Jesus playing golf, Jesus is going to win because he controls the atoms and the molecules. Well, that ball is going in Every the hole. He's the going hole in one. the hole and yours is not because all he's got to do is just breathe it offline. <laughs> it's
1: gone. Too much I oil. think I'll go with Jesus instead of Tiger.
2: <laughs> but that's my point, how society, I mean, they do the same thing in Hollywood. You know, they got a show out that I haven't seen, but it's called God Friended Me. And I don't want to watch it because I'm scared of what I'll see. But I heard somebody say it's actually positive, but they're, they're it's a guy who, you know, was friended by God on Facebook. And I'm like, that's, that's what our culture, they want the idea of it, but then they try to bring it down to our level. Oh, I don't think God created the earth, but he actually sent me a text on Facebook and he wants me to do some he wants things me, he that wants are to be my friend. You know, and even, you know, the movie that I love mission impossible, that that's the one that sticks out in my head most of all. Cause when you break that movie down, it is a complete lie. You go pay your money to see Tom Cruise do something that they said is impossible. Cause deep down, we want to do the impossible. We want to have something that's impossible living again without God it's not possible you you have nothing to answer Genesis 1 your creation idea doesn't doesn't have anything to offer in the next life it's impossible
1: I was talking to an atheist and uh, I told him I loved him and I would think that he should weigh these matters that we're discussing his reply was at first as the conversation went on it changed somewhat because i just kept pointing him to the one who could continue to give him life beyond the grave but one of the things he said is he said well you know i mean i don't have i hope there's a light at the end of the tunnel and all he said but nobody's going to tell me who and i who i can have sex with
2: well that's the deal when god
1: is real when he told change me that <laughs> i knew right then and what I, my reply was oh make no doubt about it no mistake about it I said, this calls for a life of restraint. I said, it's built into it. You, you, I, I'll get you off planet Earth alive, God says, but you will li- live a life of restraint with me in mind every step you take. Well, it, it's You be- will appreciate what I've done for you, and you will prove it by the way you live. He was having a hard time with that.
0: But think about though. That. That's the same reason you raised us, and you— Told us about sex, and you told us, you know, look, boys, it's best to you marry. I mean, you laid out the biblical principle. You didn't do that because you didn't love us, and because you wanted to be mean to us, and I'm going to you shove this religion at you. Did it because you knew it would be best for us. Well, it's exactly what God does with us. He created us. He's our and I I
1: knew that you guys, when you had children of your own, we was I was preparing you. When they started growing up before you, like y'all did before right. me and before God, I said, I'm going to prepare them to remember these things. So when they have children, and all of y'all have said, you know, thanks, Dad, because now that I have children, I am beginning to get it now.
2: I taught my kids that now. I'm, That's why it has to be, to be generational. generational. Right. we lost that in America. I think right. with God, it's a little deeper just because in Genesis, you know, he is who he is. He's eternal, all-powerful. You know, he doesn't change like we do. I mean, we see the creation, and I'm like, there's too much detail. There's too many creatures for this just to happen randomly. But when he gets to John 1 and becomes flesh, there's three kind of interesting things that he he basically conveys that he is in John 1, that Jesus is. Not that he wants to be or he's doing it for a bit. He just is. And it says he's life. You know, I think John 1, 2, there were says nothing that has been created that that has been made was made without him. He, he yep. just is life. You know, when Jesus said that later on, he said, I am the life. It, it wasn't like that's why it was impossible for him to stay dead. He, he couldn't stay dead because it's not possible for God to be dead. Mm-hmm. So he became a human so he could die. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of makes sense once you start, look, you know, viewing on why he became a human, why this all happened. And then he's Light meaning he he's righteousness you know he he's always going to do the right thing he doesn't there's there's no darkness in him Nope. that's why we have the problem occur and then he's love and that's what when he says in john 117 you know the law came through you know moses but grace and truth well that grace love, you know, God being willing to love us despite the mistakes, you know. Mercy. It's not something he just one day decided to do or change his mind. He just is. You know that verse in first John four where he just says God is love. It just is. Yep. There there's nothing you can you don't decide it or it just is. We were so, all
1: predestined to conform to the likeness of Jesus. God says, Be like him. Right. Be like him. Go around and do good. And tell people about me, and I'll deliver them from the evil one. That's what you do. That's walking like Jesus did. Conform make, to his likeness, being like God. Right. It's well, a that, scary concept. Most people. Well, I can't do that. So yeah, you can't. Can you get up and do good and point people to Jesus? Well, uh, yeah, I think it's. I, see, can I, do that. Sure you I think can.
0: Jesus is right. It's it's in all of us because He created all of humanity. That's why we do have that longing. Even people that That's don't right. know Him. They well, have that longing for immortality. Hey, isn't? you want
2: to test it out? Go ask any random stranger those three questions. How'd you get here? What are you doing here? And how are you leaving? They will at least consider that because those are big questions. Yeah. And if you have an answer better than what they have, it's amazing how people will listen to that.
1: So when are we going to get to Genesis one? Because All right, we get so we're to in Genesis we're, one. We're there, are are we?
2: So let yeah. me
0: tell you this. So, so here's, here, here you go, dad, here's your jump in. So most people know about Charles Darwin, yeah, you know, theory of evolution. And by the way, Darwin said about his own theory, this may prove out to not be true. And if any tenant of it, proves to not be true then the whole thing falls apart he said that himself
1: dna was unheard of exactly they didn't know
0: about so so most people don't know about a man named herbert spencer who was one of his contemporaries so this is like you know a couple hundred years ago he came up with what he called the synthetic philosophy i want you to listen to this five properties of the universe we've mentioned almost every one already in the discussion time force energy space and matter That was just his observation, which was a great observation. He's right on target. So listen to this. In the beginning, time, God, the force, created energy. He made it happen. The heavens, space, and the earth matter. So you look at the five principles, even though it was recognized hundreds of years ago, rightly so, and you look at that one verse and you see all the tenets in one statement. Al,
1: it, it was right in front of Charles Darwin and his buddy the whole time. The whole time. Right in front of him. Exactly. To quote Emerald. Bam! <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need a good emerald quote every once in a while. Yeah. So, so, that, so this is the beginning place. And then, of course, you know as he goes on to say, the earth was formless and void. And darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving or hovering, the NIV says, over the surface of the water. So we know that
2: it was water. But you have two of the three entities of God. I say three. They're one. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Because you have God, you have the Spirit hovering over the waters, and then God says, which is, you make the inference that that's Jesus because he's he the he was Word. At the beginning. Right. He was at the beginning. He is the Word of God. He's the communication. When God said that, because Jesus explains God, John 17. So they were all there. That's why when he said in verse twenty seven, "Let us make man in, in our, our image. image," it's a great verse because people are like, "Well, there wasn't anybody there but God," but he said, "Our."
0: They which, were all there. Which, think about this. So he made us in his image, and guess what we're made up of? Three parts. We have our body. Yep. We have our spirit, which is the animating force of who we are. And animals have both of those, by the way. But then we have something unique and special, which locks us into God. Which he is calls why it our soul.
2: when he said he made man, it was very good. It was very good. Because that was the relationship aspect, which is what separates us from dogs and we love dogs, right, but they just don't have a soul. They don't season their food. There's, you know, they don't feel guilty. It <laughs>
0: that that's the difference they breed in the neighborhood and they don't well, offend right. their, you know. there's no shame
2: that's right whatsoever.
0: they
1: have a horrific time loving one another too <laughs> <laughs> especially bobo yeah <laughs> true. you know every time i look up bobo's getting his tail torn up because he just jumped on the wrong dog that's exactly right they have a, they have a big problem with love i'm telling you <laughs> well, especially among their neighbors
0: without the soullessness that's right so so we're made in the image of God. That's how he begins it. He starts out, he's on the planet. You get the idea because the spirit is down sort of on the perspective of the earth. And then as the creation narrative is explained, and by the way, this was, this was laid out by Moses. He wrote the first five books. So quite a bit in the future from you know when this happened or the story in mm-hmm. Genesis 1, Moses writes all this down as a direct revelation from God. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. So Moses, man, he was pretty smart, I guess, to come up with the, the basic way, the scientific beginning of the earth.
1: All I have to say is, and I think everyone must agree, even the ones who say there is no God, I notice every one of them, they use the same terminology to describe matter as moses did mm-hmm. he said he separated the waters from the water and he called the expanse in between sky well if you ask an atheist what do you call the expanse between the the earth and and the atmosphere up here and they say sky i said then he talked about separating waters i said what do you call that fluid that was there was a ball of fluid it's called water what do you call it all these years later, from the time Moses said this, what do you call that? They say, we, we, we call it water. You say, and the land that came forth and rose up, it's called, he said, look, because nobody, it's we called the dry ground, God did. God called it land. So I would ask an atheist, what do you call it, and why do you call it that? They borrowed all these things that, matter is called the atheist uses it without even thinking well where did it get that name uh, Genesis 1 why not call it something else why is it why do the Chinese call it in Chinese land the Africans call it land the Russians call it land it's and land. water and sky it's just and, what it is. <laughs> so, so so who named it I mean I'm looking at Moses evidently God named it. Well, why is it we still use the same name? We call the animals animals, four-footed beasts. We call birds birds. Well, Adam and we Eve, ca-
2: they, they got to name the animals, which would have been fine.
1: That's one of my points. You say, there he is naming the animals. You say, well, all these years later, whenever this took place, whatever you want to come up with that, why is it that whatever Adam and Eve called them, that's what we call them? We call dogs dogs, cats cats. You say is it worldwide? Uh, yeah, well, I just caught on, you know. So so what? You, so what you're saying? Today? What you do is just pick it out of thin air and start calling things what they are. You I'm so, going to start calling a dog a cat. Yeah, yeah. Just there you sure. go. Well, you say no, nope, you're mistaken there. <laughs> no,
2: it's a cat now. Yeah. So, Which is what our culture does. does. Well, well the they did it's the same with male and female. You're like, that's a male and that's a female. Not necessarily. My point
1: is, why do you call the sky the sky, land the land, water the water, wind the wind, bird the bird, animal the why do you call them So animal? You're I mean.
0: saying that the original scientific textbook for humanity, we're looking at it.
1: That is precisely what I'm saying. In Genesis 1. And And using the language that this man used, speaking on behalf of God, we use his exact language. Now, why hasn't
2: that changed through the years? Right. Because
1: God called it, that's what this is going to be. That's
2: right. I always say that people think if you believe in God, you don't believe in science. I'm like, hey, God's the greatest scientist there he is, and we've met a lot of Christian scientists in our oh, yeah.
0: years of travel and walking. And, and look, every every atheist conversion story that I know of always started with someone like you mentioned yourself last time, saying, "I'm going to disprove the Bible." In other words, yeah. I'm going to prove that the Bible is not scientific. Every one I've heard that says, "Now I'm a believer," started out that way. They were used to being atheists. They set out to look at the Bible as a way to disprove religion or whatever mighty throng of them. mighty throng of them. and that that doesn't mean that obviously there's still a lot of atheists out there so our work is is yet to be done. there's think- one
1: little bit of the cosmos god calls it over in Job or whatever pleity what's what's the words he used yeah the, the panoply uh, the he named a couple of stars he, right. he called he named them right and you got to remember man came along and they named venus venus mercury mercury, mercury venus venus on the other side of it, they call they said, let's call this one Mars on our right over here, then Jupiter and Saturn and on across I have these planets going around. But you do notice that what they call Earth, they call it to this day, Earth. That's right. In the beginning, go to the first sentence in the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens, you say, Yeah, that's the cosmos, and the earth to this day Everyone calls earth, earth. And then they came up with names for the rest of them, and that caught on. God didn't name them, men did, and so it held. But from the beginning, God called earth, the earth. You see my point?
0: Exactly. And by the way, some of the ancient Job was in one, I think there's one in Psalms, where it talks about the universe, the heavens, is the way they would put it, being spread out like a sheet.
1: Like a tent.
0: Like a tent. So guess what? So the more we go and look now, now that we can send these super telescopes and we go look, guess what? The universe is flat. He also said expanding. the
1: circle of the earth. That's right. It's suspended upon nothing as opposed to Confucius, you know, riding on the back of an elephant, riding on the back of a turtle, turtle or whatever. Back. Yeah,
0: You're right. And the idea that the earth was flat, because I can just walk so far and then if I after that I'm gonna fall. Just off. a big waterfall. That's exactly right. Instead, in in the biblical narrative, we already see it's a round ball. That's right. right? So which over and over and over, it proves itself. How would
1: Moses think about it in this time frame? How would he have known that? I mean, give me a break. And
2: isn't it interesting that he started his ministry when God came to him in a burning bush that wouldn't burn up. (laughs) I love that story because he's like, I need to go over and check out this strange site. I would've it, checked it out. Then it starts talking. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, Well, I you know, God's like, I want you to be my representative and he's like, Well, I'm really not, you know, I don't have the gift to gab and then well, he look, makes it, that famous statement, like, it ain't about you, because he said, who am I? And I'm he I, said, I am. Having never
1: traveled over, you know, 50 miles, uh, you want me to start elaborating well, on the oceans, the land coming up, and seas and all. Well, I've never been over to look, look but I'm just, but I'll, I'll take your word
2: for it. If you come to me on a burning bush that don't, Burn up and you start talking. I'm in on whatever you want to well, do. Well,
0: you always have the same reaction Moses did. He took his shoes off and he bowed down to the ground. You yeah. notice when someone encountered God or some, you know, facsimile of Him that He sent here to the earth, everybody went down. But really,
1: the create, if I look over the, the bush and it's burning and it won't burn up, and a voice comes out of it and says, "Take off your shoes, Phil and because it's holy, I would take off my shoes immediately. <laughs> oh, oh, <yeah. laughs> But really, the
2: creation itself is that fascinating. We just since we're around it, we take it for granted. But when you start looking at the details, oh, it's going to lead you to creator.
1: The question is, is it plausible? the 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 majesty of the heaven, the cosmos, the the, when we're looking at them with telescope, the galaxies, and all of that matter. Is it plausible to at least say there's a there was a, there's a being behind this. Instead right. of saying it just happened by pure accident, is it plausible that someone first caused it? I mean, is it plausible? And I'm looking at it, Al, and I'm accepting it by faith. I can't prove it. They can't disprove it. So here we are. I love them and say, guys, there's some, a lot of promises and good things that are promised us if we just – go with this, That's right. that oh, he's there. What if, what if I just right. don't see the downside. Nope. At the end of the day, him saying, if you will do what I say, you can keep taking up space and you can keep living forever if you just love me yeah. and love each other. I just, for the life of me, do not see the downside of the bottom line on it's the crazy, Bible. Crazy,
2: the, fir- the third verse, he's, he separated the darkness from light in a physical way. But it's interesting that the last thing he'll do on earth is separate the spiritual dark from light. That is correct. Revelation says there will be be no night. So that's a good uh, summation,
0: I think, for for this episode. Uh, Next time we're going to talk, kind of take that next step. Dad started out talking about the idea of us and how we um, were created uh, and and how we continue to create. By the way,
1: Here's how you can look at this. The audience has listened to this; these three. Think about it, audience. This is three rednecks talking. (laughs) And (laughs) this information is coming from three rednecks. They're of uh, average intelligence, you say. But, you know, there may be something to this God thing.
2: (laughs) That's why I I started saying the evidence of God. Look at my wife. The Spirit of God can turn some of the uh I, I don't even have a word <laughs> the lowly into people that make sense that's because right. god's always right
0: well that's us uh redneck wisdom unashamed podcast uh with phil robertson uh coming from our command center here we encourage you guys to tell others about the podcast you can get it on itunes or spotify youtube facebook uh, of course blaze tv.com you can find it there Uh, Rate us on iTunes if you like what you're seeing and hearing, and uh, we'll check you out next time.